Welcome to Disrupting Business Process Management, a podcast brought to you by Flowforma, where in every episode we interview thought leaders or one of our own customers and ask them about their digital transformation journey to a paperless office. In this episode, Neil Young, CEO of Flowforma, chats to Forrester's VP and Principal Analyst Rob Koplowitz. Rob's research at Forrester focuses on digital process automation as well as artificial intelligence and cognitive computing. Rob has many years experience in enterprise software, collaboration and enterprise social research, product management and strategies. So Rob, we're delighted to have you with us today. Would you like to get started? I would love to get started. Thank you very much. And thank you everybody for, uh, for joining today. Um, as Neve mentioned, I'm, I'm in charge of, of our digital process automation uh, research and process is nothing new. I'm sure many of the people on the phone are very familiar with process technologies. We've been at this for a very, very long time, but something is changing and something is changing really dramatically um, over the course of the last few years. And, and it's really about digital transformation and the role of process in digital transformation and, and how critical that is. Okay, great. Thanks, Rob. So um, just following on from what uh, Rob was talking about there, uh, we're just going to talk around uh, what we're seeing in, in, with our customers, um, uh, with our products, what we're seeing uh, on a daily basis around enhancing the customer experience. Uh, and, you know, Rob talked about digital process automation. We very much position no-code digital process automation. We have a lot of proof points around that. So I'm going I'm to go through um, some elements we're seeing in the market, um, what problems we're solving, and then we're going to talk around some of the solutions we're doing as well. I think Aon's story is, is really, really interesting. So let's dive into that one um, a little bit, um, Neil. And, um, and kind of what I want to ask you first off is, you know, so, so as you look at what Brian Lynch over at Aon is doing, um, first of all, I want to say that insurance is actually a really, really interesting application. Many, many of my inquiries uh, come from the insurance industries because they got a lot of processes and they've got a lot of things where they've had permission to do things inefficiently and the market is kind of not really tolerating that anymore. Um, but, but what was going on with AI? What were Brian's challenges and, and, and what did they tackle? I thought it was really interesting, Neil. Yeah, yeah. And what we find where we land with IT managers and IT directors like Brian is that they're progressive in their view. Uh, and, and from that, I mean, you know, they, they're not looking to, they don't have the resources in IT to do all these projects and they're not looking to keep it all within their remit. Um, so what we find with Brian is that he very much is in the mode of empowering the business, but providing the guardrails back to what we talk that works in this world. And, you know, their challenges, they had a lot of process improvement ideas coming from the business managers. Uh, I think there was four key business managers that we, we've we've met in different times over the years, uh, all connected with, with IT, but all around how these are the business process ideas. And if we did this, we would improve back to the customer experience. We'd improve uh, this experience with this customer. So they had the ideas and it was coming from the business and the business managers. They talked around digital transformation and that's tied in with the third point, which is around the clients demanding this. So why can't you just provide me with the PDF tomorrow if I ask for it today, where internally that may take connecting to several different systems to provide that data back out. But that's what's in the, you know, in the age of digital that we're in, uh, that's what people are looking for. And improving, it's, it's connected again to that customer experience. That was really important. 
we had the first um, process that we looked to tackle. They were actually starting with, it was kind of an overlap between, uh, it was very much customer experience process. Um, so around fact finding around, on their renewals. So they were sent, they had to find information around the renewal uh, on a general insurance policy, for example, across several different systems, bring the data together, present it in the PDF, pass it out to the customer, maybe in a letter. And uh, it was, you know, they could see huge operational efficiencies if they could put in place a technology that could deal with that. So we recommend engage with those guys several years ago around Flowforma. We, we you know, it was no code. It was Flowforma. It was the big part of it was basically uh, there was complexity to the project. They, they in truth, wanted us to come in and work with them, but work with them. And then in the future, then they would take over the management of the product, management of the solution, and then start building their own. Which they which they moved into in phase two, and and I'm going to I'm going to talk about that briefly. And then we moved on then to the to the contractors onboarding process, which was very much uh, moving that out to public accessible forms, bringing their external customers into the process in real time to access real time data. I know you guys have talked a lot around that as well. Yeah, this is so so a, so um so Neil, question for you. So you got Brian. Brian's a good guy. Um, yeah, really enjoy talking to him. What what would Brian have said to these folks from the business a few years ago when they said, I've got a great idea for automation? I mean, what, what, was there an answer? So um, the answer was software development. So so I do know that they so they were assessing ourselves with uh, software development uh, consultancy. So he, he and he had um, several resources, obviously himself, but they did not want to get into the hard level coding. They wanted to, you know, they were very much, as you mentioned earlier, around being a, a partner with the business. So they wanted to stay solving problems with the business and bringing in the right technology partners. And again, this is back to ROI. So they wanted to solve this problem, but what was the cost effective nature of the delivery? And software development in its traditional fashion was just too expensive. Um, and then uh, we came in, we did a, a proof of concept as normal. So we found out, you know, we looked at what the fact finding process was. We put together a simple um, proof of concept, just explain. And I think, you know, talk about speed to deliver and time to value, but how quickly we can get people into even that proof of concept. And in some scenarios, we're doing them on the ground or we're doing them remotely to guys into the US, and we will build the POZ very quickly on the fly on a WebEx. So I think uh, part of delivery, but part of getting people engaged with the product, it can be really quick. So that definitely worked at the start with Aon. And what's interesting with Aon is that they started with an organizational, um, you know, customer experience, had, de had big impact into the organization. And their second phase was actually moving into, you know, everyday processes. So they were up and running the understood technology. And then they said, well, we've got some internal uh, administration that we want to solve. And now we've got the skills and we've got the product. And, you know, I'm covered for licenses, so we can, I can use it. I don't need to go back to the guys in Flowforma. So what else can we do? And, and that's part of the technology as well. You know, and if you see how we price out the product, it's got to be able to solve many process problems that you mentioned earlier on. You know, it's got to be, you've got to let it out to the masses. There might be an entry model that's your few processes, but after that, you've got to let them use it as, you know, it could be a thousand processes they build out, but um, let the, let them go and let them work on it and let IT can provide the guardrails. And so, um, you know, within the technology, uh, how quick it is. So pre-built accelerators to let them start getting up, up and running with. They were growing quite well. So a lot of onboarding. Um, they wanted to build out their own onboarding processes, you know, into uh, finance processes such as um, purchase requests, et cetera. So 
um, into IT forms as well. So it went right across the gamut of the everyday processes. Uh, but in, in terms of getting them more familiar with the technology, it was a nice way nice way to approach it. And, and as I said, some, some companies start with the everyday processes, start this way. They might start with incident management, which is a bit more organizational specific, and then they move up into the customer experience. And, and, I th- and moving into the customer experience piece and ex- exposing the system externally and secure was the next big, big challenge. And, they, and by, by working with the technology over a year, they then seen the, the potential that it could do. And it was literally one of those phone calls that said, you know, can, can my customers access your application on, on, a, on an iPad? That was literally the start of the conversation. And then we opened it up into public accessible forms, security, all, all those kind of uh, digital uh, certificates, all those good things. Hey, Neil, I love the term everyday processes. Um, and the other thing I want to, again, I want to point out is I, I think that we had a bit of a tendency, even recently, to look at these things and say, well, some of these are back office. Most of these are back office. And we really want to focus on, on the customer. And that's where we end up applying the customer journey map and saying there is really not any difference between back office, front office, everyday processes. A lot of these things. If they're not automated, if a change request is not automated, if, uh, if things like project approach is potentially not automated, if risk assessments are not automated, these, are, these result in bad customer experience, wait states for customers. And, and that's really kind of where, you know, where we sort of see the first stab at digital transformation failing. It was so focused on the common customer experience that it missed the journey, it missed the process that's mm-hmm. that behind. And that's the piece where when I talk to the insurance companies, they're like, my competitors aren't doing it like this anymore. They're end-to-end automated, and if I'm not, I'm in big trouble. So, um, so if, you know, as we, as we kind of move on, um, you know, to the next question, as I, th- I think the, you know, one, one, of the, one of the applications uh, that they built uh, was, was particularly interesting in terms of driving positive customer experiences. So uh, maybe we can just drive in on, on that. CX impact that that customer uh, uh, um, uh, reaction to these to these automations. Yeah, for sure. And I, um, yeah, so as a, so from the conversation, and they had an idea again. The business managers thinking, uh, you know, with IT, this problem they they identified. Essentially, the, the problem was around they had customers that had it was insurance around co- um, construction. So if you can imagine that um, one of the construction companies wins a large. A piece of work and they come on site and then they have subcontractors that also work in and then there was a challenge around how do I know that that subcontractor and then there's somebody that works for the subcontractor how do, know, do I know that they're insured to come on site and work on uh, on this um, on the on this new building and, and simply put that was not that straightforward so a new contractor would land uh, on site would check in with the foreman and security um, then it will be a phone call back to um, the main office. Then the main office may give Aon a call and say, you know, do you have uh, an insurance certificate for this contractor? And and that that was breaking down uh, and to the point where people were, look, we we don't your paperwork isn't processed. We don't know whether you're insured. Um, we need to come back tomorrow and we'll and we'll have it, we'll have it addressed. So it was real time impacting. So it's impacting Aon's customers. AOM are having challenges because of the, the communications bottleneck back and forth. So from the site up to the head office of the construction company, back to 
Aon, for example, and that too many layers of communication. So the so, simple solution. Go ahead, sorry. But Neil, can I can I jump in on this one? Because I I really do love this example. So there, there's this other piece of this that you know we haven't touched on here because we're all you know we're all techies. We're all very serious people on this call. <laughs> but, but one of the things that we are getting increasingly focused on here is the emotional journey of the customer journey. So there's two customers that I can identify in this example. And, and, and I just want to kind of point out the emotional journey that they go through and why automation is so important. So number one is the people who are sitting there at the gates saying, I want to let the contractor in, but I'm not sure if they have insurance. They're customers of Aon. And if they can't get the people to, you know, if they can't get the staff on that site that day to do that work, that's a pretty bad emotional journey. It's a pretty bad customer journey. Mm. And they probably want to work with an insurance company that can do it better. The other one, which is a little less obvious, is the contractors. The contractor walks up. He or she wants to do a day's worth of work. And I'm sorry, we have to make a bunch of phone calls and you're not going to get paid today. He or she is going to go somewhere else the next day if someone else does it better. So in both of these instances, you're really looking at, if I don't do this well, my competitor will. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. And it, yeah, in, in terms of how, and, and I believe they've been quite innovative with this, where some of the competitors may be still dealing with, you know, phone desks to support this where they've jumped the curve a, a bit because they were familiar with the technology, because they thought they could do this quite quick. They jumped the curve. They rolled this out from start to finish within less than three months. It was, you know, um, and, and I think, yeah, it was getting ahead of the competition, dealing with a problem that was there, but getting ahead of it and being more competitive. When you have that in your mindset as a company, what do we do next? You know, you then you get that confidence to go and be innovative for the next process problem that you can solve, you know? And it is part of enabling these guys with, you know, tech is only, you know, tech is 25% of the solution, you know. It is all those other, it's the emotional journey, it's the impact it has, it's retaining customers, it's winning new customers. So what's the positive uh, outcome for Aon from rolling this out? Does that knock on to other other um, opportunities? It, it must do, it must do. All right, great story. Now they just have to do it a whole bunch more, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's as easy. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, it, it's good. If you're looking at something, if you're looking at that factory approach that I that I talked about, you know, is that where they go next? Do they start stamping these things out and, and really automating? Mm. What's next? Yeah, and then yeah, in terms of well, well, one of the things that they were moving they were moving into next, so they're obviously rolling out quite a lot of a lot of processes, and some more complex than others. And there's a there's a few we mentioned there, which is around. Um, managing the you know, subcontractors and having it real time and having it out on iPads remotely, wherever that might be. Uh, but then moving into how to get deeper insights. And obviously I haven't put in place what Aon's reporting requirements are, um, but just in terms of what they can leverage within the products and dashboards that they can build out and make sense. It's, you know, this is nothing new, um, but having all that available for them now to start, you know, it's process um, optimization, moving into that, and looking at what they're doing and how they can, they can um, improve that. Uh, and then if there is challenges, for example, in the contractor's app, you know, where something has been, you know, hasn't been approved, yet the contractor believes they are approved, where's their mechanism for dealing with that issue? So back to the emotional journey, having proactive uh, ways of dealing with challenges. So all of that is where they're moving to, moving to next to enhance and improve. And, you know, you go back to the original problem that they solved in FactFind, 
you know, they've seen a huge increase in productivity from that. So it's 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 tracking these things. It's optimizing. And I, I think what you what you get, we find, you know, these guys are progressive, but like any good company, always looking to improve. So what they've put in, look back and improve. Um, and then what what's new? What's around the corner? What can they enhance? So, uh, you know, that that's one thing that we do find that there's a commonality between Aon and other customers we do. So where you're saying the trends are moving towards more people are adopting this technology, they're embracing it, they're not keeping it all within IT, they're bringing the business in, they're joining it up, they're getting better relationships from it. So that is that is where it's it's moving for sure. And and this becomes your blueprint for, for how they move forward. And then it also becomes your blueprint for uh, for how you gather information from others in your customer base and then advise the next group of customers. So Obviously, I love the Aon example, but but there's a lot, right? You guys have a lot of customers that are doing interesting things in this space. What are some of the others doing? Yeah, um, so just some examples. Yeah, but I'm not going to go through uh, 50 stories here. So, uh, but yeah, so and every organization is different. So when we think around, you know, we talk about NSAI, they're based out of Ireland, uh, and they use it for different processes compared to their counterparts in the U.S. So NSAI based out of New Jersey. They would deal around a lot of. Um, they would do a lot of ISO audits. If you've ever, ever had the joy of going through those processes, but they go out to their customers and um, to conduct ISO processes. They do surveys. They do uh, questions. It's all managed through Flowforma. Then they will output the documentation that they need to feed into their ISO audit, and it's all managed through Flowforma. But it's a huge uh, increase. So there's two sides to that. There's definitely operational efficiency internally, but uh, it's all around their customer experience. So it's enhancing that, but they are achieving operational efficiency. So, uh, you know, if you can get that double win, you know, it's it's golden. But um, but that's what they've achieved, and it's working very well. Fives, who are a recent uh, addition to our, our customer, uh, Stack, their focus around incident management. And you can imagine in their business, um, they've got a lot of contractors, but they've customers on site as well. So where people sometimes don't think that incident management has an impact to the customers, it absolutely does. Um, so that's what they're rolling out, but they see it as a platform decision where it's going to address hundreds of processes, not just one specific area. Um, but they're starting with a customer experience process. And then we talk around SROIL and in, um, their UK subsidiary. Uh, they have done a lot of work around uh, the external piece around suppliers. Uh, what I really like about this, the solution is quite, quite neat how they've approached it. And we've trained up, uh, I think, about 12 of their staff as well. And they're working on internal processes, organizational specific processes, but the, but the customer experience process that's resonated the most is around connecting to their suppliers. So if you want to become a supplier of ESSER, uh, you have to, you know, or you, you need to sign up to the online portal. They go through Flowforma, they get approved. And then let's say there's different categories of suppliers and there, it's a request to quote uh, or an RFQ is sent to, um, to 10 suppliers relative to this specific piece they want to quote. They're given a, a, a specific GUID that goes to each of the suppliers. Uh, they click on the link, they respond to the quote, they include their attachments and push a button and it goes back in to the uh, internal flow former system. So again, done really quick, time to value, very strong, um, but solve the big problem, operational efficiencies as well as improving their experience with their suppliers and getting their best price, to be honest. So uh, yeah, that's that's just a snapshot of, 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 some of, our, of some of the customer stories relative to CX. You know, um, the last... 
really resonates, Neil, because the suppliers, like getting a supplier on board is one that you would just think, well, what does that really have to do with the customer journey? And in this case, I'll break from research and just give a personal story. But, you know, my car had a broken window in the back, and it's a relatively new car manufacturer. And I literally got to learn their internal process for bringing on a new company that can replace the glass. Like I, they were literally talking to me about, you know, this is our, this is how we bring on a supplier in this case. And we have to add them to the system and it's going to take a couple of days. And I'm like, my window is broken. I was really, really mad. I was tweeting the CEO of the company. And, and finally I got a little bit of attention, but back office process really, really made me angry as a customer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the, I think that's the biggest lesson. We, uh, if you just look at through one lens, it's not enough. You got to see what's going internally that has an indirect impact back out to your customers, um, and, and and drive that as um, as your areas that you need to you know be wider with the lens. I suppose there's a lot of them. A lot of those processes. A lot of them. I, I uh, a recent just a quick story then to add from the slide. So we were in one of the hospitals, and the IT director has uh, the, he's got a flow form a team, and as part of that he's brought business and IT into the team. And they go to the hospital and they look for what they call white coat processes, which I just loved. So he said, don't, I don't want you working on the everyday. Well, they didn't call it everyday, but they're like, I don't want you working on IT, HR, finance. But I don't want you working on the back office. I want you to speak to the white coats and understand what their problems are and then come back with the solutions. And now he's telling me they have a meeting once a month and there's a queue to get in from the white coat. So he can't let everybody in the room. And there's more people trying to get in with their process problems because they are, they are running through them very quick, moving on to the next, and they're seeing real value. And you know, they're fixing patients. So um, to be honest, you know, you couldn't talk of a, a, a bigger customer to keep happy. Nope, patient journey is, is really, really important part of all this, yeah. it comes up and over again. So uh, the key areas why we see why, why uh, customers choose Flowforma, uh, we're very much proven no code digital process automation, and we emphasize proven. Uh, it, it is real. It is happening. It's it's we are solving the problems. You can speak to our customers. You can you can see our case studies, uh, and it's and it's and it's for sure real. The Microsoft investments uh, we see, and this is what we're hearing back from our customers. Why they really like Flowforma? We are maximizing what they've invested in already. Uh, they're getting more ROI from the platforms. So that's that's a really really strong thing. And the last piece is time to value. How quick can you get these things up and running? These processes. How quick can you fix them? Um, uh, you know, when we kind of have a subset of Agile, which is kind of going test and learn methodology. So get the product, test, learn, implement the process, test again. And, and, and really, you know, that's the time to value piece, uh, joining that up with Agile uh, for sure. Um, you know, and we have all those proof points um, uh, from yourselves as well as our customers feeding back to us about, you know, why they really like the product. So um, that's, that's a short pitch from, from myself. And by all means, sign up and try for a free uh, a free trial. See how the product works. Uh, there's no commitment there around the product. You've been listening to Rob Koplowitz from Forrester and Neil Young from Floforma. Thank you both. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at info at or fill out the contact us form on our website, floforma.com.